It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin, and we are wrapping up Summer Scouting 2024 edition with a very special group of players. Not one position group, Colin, but three position groups. This is the IDP episode. Yeah, we have covered the other side of the ball in depth. You know, you can go back, check out the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. And now we get to flip over, you know, all the people that are diving in with the IDP rosters. Here you are. We're we're here doing the IDP episode. We're digging deep. You've been doing IDP for 10 years. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. I've been doing it for a few, not quite as many as you. I'm not as, you know, but you, you learn a thing or two as you go. And we're here to, to talk about these guys on the defense side of the ball. And I'm pretty pumped because there are some fun players to talk about here. There definitely are. And uh, so first and foremost, IDP is not a uniform sort of a situation so a disclaimer before we kick things off here with this class i will have the official camp dynasty idp scoring settings in the description of this episode for you to reference to see how it stacks up to what you are used to but basically what you need to know is that the way our scoring is set up rewards big plays specifically pass rush plays sacks quarterback hits tackles for loss things of that nature so what ends up typically happening we're going to find out if this is the case with the 2024 group but what typically ends up happening is that you have tier one edge as your top idps followed by tier one linebackers followed by tier two edge and so on and so forth so We're going to find out how the 2024 class looks, but that's typically how this goes here. Um, And man, you are correct. There is a fun group of players. There's players that aren't in my top five that I'm excited to talk about at the end in our honorable mention section as well. Um, And we're going to talk about players across all position groups, even if all of those groups don't make an appearance in our top five, we'll, we'll be certain to talk about uh, I think everybody knows where I'm trying to refer to DBs right now because <laughs> they often get left a little bit behind, but we're going to bring some up on, on this one. Yeah, definitely. There's, they are the like redheaded stepchild of the IDP kind of community there. There's a few, few elite ones. And then the rest of them are kind of, you know, waiver wire warrior kind of players. You know, you got your, 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 your elite few your derwin james type guys and then you know you get to the mid-range guys that are startable and then everybody else is just kind of there and so unless you have that elite elite guy in the class it's hard to push them into the top five over the edge players and the linebackers definitely and spoiler thus far i don't think we have that player in this class but the good news is Edge, linebackers, there's some names here. So let's get started, Colin. Final summer scouting episode of the year. You are up. 
It's your favorite spot to be in yes. leading off the conversation with your number five IDP from this 2024 class. Yep. Love going first with the five slot. Um, One of these days, I'll take it off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna go into it, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so with number five, I've got, yeah. and I'm just gonna, you know, my heart's gonna grow <laughs> three sizes, but not today. Today we're going with Chop Robinson at number five, uh, out of Penn State. Uh, he's six three two fifty. He's a twenty two overall recruit in the twenty twenty one class. He's a five star, and he's a five star kind of athlete. He's got burst, he's got speed, and he's got bend. Now, I made the mistake of watching his tape against Ohio State first, and I was like, wow, this guy is small. It turns out he's playing against Dewan Jones, who is like the size of a house. So that didn't help my like first impression of him. Uh, but in games where he didn't play against like the best tackle duo in football. He looked really good. Like he, he was sliding underneath tackles. He had a lot of good finesse stuff. I, I didn't see a lot of power out of him and I wanted to see more power out of him. Uh, and the tackling is so, so, you know, he does play pretty small, even though uh, like six, three, two is not really like thin, thin, but it's not huge. Uh, but, yeah, he got erased by Ohio State. He got uh, absolutely destroyed by Jones and Paris Johnson. He didn't line up against Paris Johnson much, uh, but when he did, it, again, it was the same story. You know, same result, different story, whatever. But, yeah, it, like I said, in games where he didn't have to play against them, he looked pretty nice, and, and the speed is good, the footwork is great, and the bend is really good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Chop Robinson this year, definitely. Um, he didn't make my top five on this one, and it was honestly it a lot of it hinged on that game. Yeah. A lot of it hinged because and it's not just because, you know, obviously, you know, Dewan Jones is a very large human, but you're talking about, you know, it's a player that is an NFL tackle, but he's not a premier NFL tackle, right? True. And it's a player that gave him a lot of trouble because of his size and because of his power. Because Chop Robinson, to me, it, you said it yourself, he's more of a speed rush type. You don't see a lot of the power with his game. Now, the speed rush stuff is really, really good because he is a supreme athlete. Um, so I just want to see him add a little bit more to his game this year so that he doesn't, project out as much to be that sort of situational speed rusher type i want to see this guy develop into something that you can easily say yeah this is a three down you know specialist off the edge um because yeah and, and yeah, i mean he had some reps against paris johnson in that game as well not many but there was a few and yeah. that's a top 10 tackle in the nfl and it was it didn't look hard for it paris was johnson. yeah it was a bloodbath so, I mean, he, I mean, he was, he tried out a few different moves. He tried a rip move on him, got just destroyed in the process of doing that. I mean, he wins a lot with the speed and with the bend and that's fine because he does it at an elite level. Um, but yeah, like I said, just want to see a little bit more growth out of him this year. And 
Um, you know, it, it seems like he is the sort of player and the sort of athlete that projects as a first round NFL edge rush type. So that is certainly going to put him on the IDP radar. Yeah. And I I'd like to see him go a little more Josh Uche route where he can, cause he kind of reminds me of him a little bit. I, I want to see him use that footwork cause Uche plays a little bit like a basketball player. You know, he gets those tackles with his shoulders, his hips, and his feet off balance. And that's what you need to see against a guy like Dewan Jones, who's like 6'7", 330. You need to see him get that guy off balance and beat him with speed. Because those are the guys he should be winning against. Yeah. And just seeing him get eliminated because he's trying to use his hands too much when he's got to go with his feet and trying to just use that bend it's not a it's it's, you can't be a one-trick pony and so i'd like to see him use be a little more patient and then get those tackles off balance and then go to work from there uh so i'd like to see a little bit of development in terms of that but yeah there's there's some good bones to work with here he's he's so athletic and i'd just like to see him develop a few more counters to the game rather than being that go 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 kind of player and that's a that's i don't know about you but i thought that was a common theme i didn't ask you the million dollar question this week about how did you feel about the class as a whole but i mean when we're talking about three position groups that's kind of tricky i will say with the edge group in particular I, i came away from a lot of these players wanting to see more like 2023 becomes a year where I want to see development from yeah. quite a few of these top players. So Chop Robinson, no exception to that rule. Yep, hundred percent agree. I, I I guess I'll I'll answer the million dollar question, even though you didn't sure ask it. go for I, it. I think that there are some very athletic players in this in my top five at least that need to be sharpened. A little bit they're 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 kind of dull right now and i i think that this over the course of this season we'll see these a few of these guys at least turn into these machines that are built to go get the quarterback because they have the the talent and they have the raw ability and they just need to be shaped up and turned into that heat-seeking kind of missile with moves and counter moves that we're not seeing yet Yep, exactly. And luckily for us, we have an entire college football season in between now and the NFL draft. So, all right. My number five IDP in this class is a linebacker. It is Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State. This is a familiar name to the program. We talked about Eichenberg last year in anticipation for him declaring for the NFL draft in 2023. He did not do that. He is returning to Ohio State. Um, So being that he did return, this ends up being one of these older sorts of players. Uh, Background on Eichenberg, he was a four-star recruit all the way back in 2018. So that puts him at the ripe age of... 23 by the uh, 2024 NFL draft. So he's not super, super old, but when you 
contrast him to some of the guys in this class. He ends up being one of the older players, but that does not take away from the sort of player that he is, which is a very IDP friendly linebacker. This is a great run stuffer, a classic Mike linebacker with size. I believe he comes in at six two two thirty nine, which in today's game is actually kind of on the bigger side. We'll talk maybe more about that as we move through this list, but I think the prototypical linebacker size has definitely shifted. 240 ends up being one of the bigger guys here. Um, but man, he can move. He can definitely move. Coverage is decent. I think there's room for improvement with his coverage game, but as a downhill you know, run defender linebacker. This is about one of the best in the class. And that is something I'm very interested in in terms of IDP. Yeah. Have them a little higher. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll just roll into my number four, I guess. Is this okay. is Eichenberg where I have them? Uh, so Eichenberg, like you said, familiar name, we followed him through last college football season. We gave him a few badges along the way. Uh, he is the like traditional linebacker. He's the throwback yep. linebacker, and and he is smaller than the traditional throwback linebacker, quote unquote. But that's because you just don't see that guy anymore. He, if you can't run with all of these freak athletes that are on the field, you can't play. So you got to be able to go sideline to sideline with guys that are running four to nine. And so this is going to be the new norm. It's not, we're not going back in time anytime soon. So Eichenberg is going to be a guy that can be a consistent every down guy. Uh, Cause like you said, he can cover fine, but he can tackle great and he has great eyes. He can get sideline to sideline, really good pursuit angles, good tackling i mean at the point of attack he is i mean one of the best guys in the class where he's wrapping up finishing plays consistently i was watching another guy that we might talk about later on ohio state's defense and i was like man eichenberg is everywhere like he is just making all of these plays flying so i i was excited to see him come out in last year's class which was a pretty rough linebacker class where it was like Jack Campbell, Trenton Simpson, and like a bunch of other guys, you know, like it wasn't very exciting. So I was hoping that he'd give a little bit of a boost to that class, but he didn't. But that means that we get to talk about him for another year. And then he gets to come out in this 2024 class and, you know, things get a little bit interesting in this class. So, uh, I, I'm excited to see what he is going to do for this Ohio state defense that had faltered a little bit last year versus what we're used to, you know, usually they have that star edge rusher that is making life hell and they have good DBs and it wasn't exactly the case last year, but Eichenberg is a mainstay and should be doing a lot of good things for them. Yeah. It's almost a little bit shocking that he didn't come out last year and it makes you wonder what the advisory board told him in terms right. of a draft grade. I mean, I think when you talk about a player like this, I mean, he's a day two player, like for me at this point in time, and being that he's an older, more developed player, I don't know how much growth is left in this game. 
day two linebacker is perfectly fine for me. That's all I'm looking for here. And he's going to play the role that he plays so well. So I don't know if he was looking to boost his stock a little bit or what he wanted to accomplish with this last year, but um, definitely, you know, he still comes in in this class as one of the top linebackers. Um, I mean, you talk about a player last year that had a, a really just a stellar season, 90 tackles, 68 stops, which was second in all of college football, one behind a Camp Dynasty legend, Ivan Pace Jr. So, oh. Can you <laughs> I mean, explain what a stop is? So a stop, let me read the definition here so I don't just make things up about uh, scary PFF <laughs> metrics. A stop, as defined by pro football focus, is a tackle that constitutes as a failure for the offense. Basically making a play that thwarts the offense. Tommy Eichenberg was one of the best in the entire country at doing that last season. So you talk about in the run game, you talk about him getting after the quarterback a little bit. He he really does a lot of work around and behind the line of scrimmage, and it shows up on the stat sheet as well. Yep, absolutely. And uh, that that kind of rings to what I was talking about before, that when he gets hand, his hands on somebody, it, they – aren't gaining many more yards. Like he's uh, he doesn't miss a ton of tackles uh and he's like a pretty sure tackler in, in general and so we, we talked about like Jack Campbell last year who was my number one linebacker and he was the you know uh middle of the uh defense coordinator going sideline to sideline making tackles uh I'd say Eichenberg is a little more athletic, a little more, or a little less uh, skilled in the pass game, and so I think that when when it comes down to it, that's what drops him down a little bit is the 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 coverage is is not ideal. So you take a few of those splash plays out of it where you might get your hands on some balls or you might get taken off the field on third downs. Uh, so I'd like to see him be just a better coverage guy in that mid zone because that's really important or covering running backs or tight ends would be great. But as of now, he is who he is. And uh, if he improves on that portion of his game, you could see that ascension in the draft boards. And then we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, I think right now, just, you know, we're, it's very, we're very far away from this thing, but if I'm ballparking right now, I think he's a second round pick. I think he's a yeah. second round type of player. I mean, he's got, a, there's, there's even a little bit of pass rush ability with him, mostly in the sense of his instincts where he will be spying or he will be kind of in a zone look and he will see an opportunity to get after the quarterback. He did have 23 pressures from the middle linebacker position last year. So he really is a do it all sort of a player. Um, and I think, you know, that is something that will get him drafted uh, fairly high next spring. So, all right. He is your number four player, which means I'm up once again with my number four player and we're going back to edge here my number four player is dallas turner 
our first Alabama player, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, of is. the entire summer scouting series so far. Um, so Dallas Turner, I went into this process thinking this was going to be a player that was higher on my list and four is still pretty high, but I remember watching Dallas Turner when he was a freshman at Alabama and thinking, my God, they've done it again. You know, here's this guy, freshman phenom, athletic freak. This is a former five-star recruit back in 2021, the 12th overall player in that class, coming into Alabama as a true freshman and doing some things. Last year, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping to see when I put on the tape. Um, you see the the stats were a little bit regressed, and the tape kind of confirmed that for me. Um, so this is one of those players that I was talking about earlier where you want to see growth out of him uh, this season for sure. So he comes in at 6'4", 243. And we talked about Will Anderson last year who was around the same size as being a player that while he was a little bit smaller, the power just made up for it in leaps and bounds because he could win with power all the time. Dallas Turner is not quite as refined. I would say in terms of a strength profile, it does show up occasionally. You'll see him use a bull rush effectively occasionally. I mean, against Texas, there was a few reps where he, I mean, just straight bull rushed the tackle into Quinn Ewers and just made his life hell that way. So that's great, but that's not something that shows up always in his game. Except when he's blocking, except when Jatavion Sanders is blocking him, <laughs> then he makes himself look pretty fucking yeah. strong. I yeah, those say are some that. highlights right there. Yeah. Um, so uh, he he was working the power move quite a bit in that Texas game, um, but to varying levels of effectiveness, and you didn't see a lot of counters out of Dallas Turner. So. For me, the biggest thing for him this year will be seeing growth in terms of how he gets to the quarterback. He needs to develop counter moves. He needs to be able to show that even with his smaller, slightly smaller frame, he can consistently win with power. And when his power move is thwarted, he has something else to go off of. Um, but I think as a, in terms of you know the baseline athlete and some of the flashes that he had, in both as a freshman and last year as a sophomore, makes you really excited about what this player could be in a year where he no longer, and, and he's going to have to prove it this year because he's no longer across from Will Anderson. He is now the guy. So he will be taking on the, the opposing team's best tackles. He's going to be doing the heavy lifting for them. We're going to get to really see what Dallas Turner is made out of this year. Yeah, Dallas Turner is my number three. So I'll just roll Boom. into my number three. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So Turner is a, a similar watch as Chop Robinson, where you go in and it's like, man, this guy has is so athletic, you know. And while Chop Robinson uses that speed move over and over again, it feels like Dallas Turner is trying to go to the power move over and over again, and he has that that one arm kind of shove move that he goes to a lot. Yep, 
and being how little he is, it, it doesn't always work. It, it's yep. just like, all right, let's see you dip that shoulder. Let's see you, you know, go a little more, learn something from Will Anderson. Because Will was, I mean, a freak of nature. Like, you, you watch the, the Dallas Turner tape, and it's like, man, 31's really good. You know? So... I I liked what I saw to Dallas Turner, and I was, you know, pleasantly surprised by some of the stuff. It's like, oh, there it is, there it is. There's the yeah. the big the flash, and then it it just goes away. And he uh, every once in a while he's he's kind of lazy, you know. You'll get double teamed, and you'll just kind of stand there. You'll just be like, ah, oh, well, you got me. And yep. the problem with that is next year you're going to be seeing more of that because you had 2022 to completely destroy one-on-ones because they had to worry about 31 on the other side next year. It's going to be all number 15 all the time. And that's who they're going to be game planning against on the offensive line in the pass game and in the run game. So we'll see if he approaches that a little differently and if he's going to be, more aggressive on a play-to-play basis because when you're this small you got to have a high motor you got to be going 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 every play every time you got to have high stamina you got to out work that big offensive tackle that's standing up in front of you and you got to chase down plays and you just didn't see that all the time and then like you said the counter moves got to be there because you cannot let a 300 pound tackle get his hands on you when you're 240 pounds, you know, you, you gotta be able to move. You gotta be able to change that target. You can't give them your chest. You can't sit there and let them get their hands on that shoulder pad yep. plate on your chest and control you, which happens pretty often. And he tried, he's got a good long reach and he tries to get that arm out there. But then, then what, you know, when you can't push that guy back, then what? So, I'm interested to see where he goes from there and if he'll develop into a number one pass rusher into a guy that's going to be a top 15 pick in the NFL or if it just kind of fizzles out because he's the number one guy now and he's all that offensive line has to worry about. It's all that offensive coordinator is going to be looking at. And I shouldn't say all because Alabama's defense is always good. So, But he's going to be the number one focal point on the D-line. So we'll see which way this turns because it could go yep. either way. I'm ranking him at three because I expect it to go one way, but it could easily fall out if it doesn't. Yep. 100% agree. And with a guy who is this explosive, you'd love to see him work the, work the speed moves yes. more often. Keep the, keep your matchup guessing. I mean, he loves to go for the power and you know, occasionally that works for him. But he doesn't convert speed to power consistently enough like Will Anderson was so great at. I mean, the speed to power master, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner couldn't do it at that level. So we need to see some some more areas of his his game get a little more developed uh, to project him in a similar way. When you're 240, you have to use the speed move. Yeah. It's not and an when option. you're that level of an athlete. That's I what mean, I'm saying. There's play like you get him in a open space. Like there was yeah. one play where they tried to pull the right guard to the to the left side 
And he, I mean, it was one of those where it's like, why are you even trying to do that? He's already gone. Yep. So you see the get off, you see the burst, you see the acceleration in short, you know, short areas. We just got to see it worked into a, a repertoire. 100%. All right. Well, we're just, we're just rolling right now, man. I know. Uh, okay. So you are, you're accounted for five, four, three, yep. three Dallas Turner, which puts me at number three. Yep. Here's another player that is familiar to the Camp Dynasty crowd. Is another linebacker. It is Cedric Gray. This is a player like Tommy Eichenberg that we did talk about a, a fair amount last year. He had an amazing season for North Carolina last season. Um, expected him to potentially come out in the draft last year, and he also opted to return to school this will only be his fourth year he was a four-star recruit listed as an athlete at, by 24 7 um but recruited that. to play linebacker at north carolina uh class of 2020 so a little bit of a higher pedigree especially for you know in north carolina obviously a budding program but um, to get an athlete like this in there, you see the effect that he had on their defense, specifically in a breakout season last year. Uh, year three for him, he had 115 total tackles, which led all of the Power Five schools, um, all, all defensive players he led in tackles. Um, that also included 59 stops as well as 21 pressures. So he was all over the place. Uh, he made a ton of plays. He had two interceptions. There was four forced fumbles. I mean, he was a playmaker and I was almost shocked putting on the tape, quite honestly, because it's in the same sense of Tommy Eichenberg, we talked about him and he goes back to school and you kind of think, okay, like, yeah, there's a reason he's going back to school. He's probably getting told things he doesn't want to hear. He's probably, you know, a day two, maybe even a fringe day three type of a linebacker. That's not what I saw at all on Cedric Gray's film. This is an athletic player, a player that can get sideline to sideline very easily, that can burst up the seam in open gaps and get after the quarterback. He can drop into coverage has good instincts and coverage as well. I mean, and I mean, obviously the tackling is incredible. I mean, he was all over the place, 115 tackles, like I said, with only a 10% missed tackle rate. So, I mean, everything from Cedric Gray, I, I thought was excellent. I need to be honest here. It's a moment okay. of vulnerability. Here we go. I forgot about Cedric Gray. No. This is your guy. I know. I know. I was going through and I was watching all these guys. I did feel like I was missing someone this whole time. And it said he would have made my top five. And I feel bad getting here. Uh, so Cedric Ray, I love as a player. And I wanted him to come out in 2023 because, again, why not come out in 2023? We only had one bona fide linebacker. And so I, I guess off ball linebacker is, you know, kind of like running back. The, the, the running backs have been in the news lately with the contract stuff. But off ball linebacker is the same thing. 
You know, they're an underappreciated position. Do a lot of the dirty work for your defense and get underpaid. And they're not like a quote-unquote value position. So maybe he was being he, – he likely was being told, yeah, you're just – you know, there's not a lot of money to be had. Maybe he wants to play with uh, Drake May one more year, you know? I wouldn't mind watching him have sideline seat for uh, the Drake May show for 2023. But, yeah, he is a – I mean – just like Eichenberg, 6'2", 235, right around that same range, but has many more athletic tools at his disposal than Eichenberg. Uh, so that helps him quite a bit. So uh, my updated rankings, I'm updating them in my head right now. I'm going to put Eichenberg <laughs> at 5 and put Christian Gray at 4, Dallas Turner at 3. So, you know, I'm just – just there we go. On the fly. There we go, man. Yeah. It's all about being adaptable. Yep. So just like it Cedric is a, Gray, am I right? Oh, I see yeah, what you did wow. there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I it does beg the question though. Like, what were these guys told? What is the prospect? You know, what what does the NFL think of these sorts of players? I mean, and for Cedric Gray especially, it really was a true breakout performance last year. I mean, you talk about. Uh, his first real season of action was 2021 for North Carolina. He's a 56.1 defensive grade from PFF. That elevates all the way to an 82.2 uh, in his junior season. So it's a guy who found something that took a leadership role on this team last year that owned that role and that became a star on this side of the ball. And if we can see more growth out of him and we can see him be dominant once again this year, that might be all it takes to get this guy into the conversation for, you know, second round, maybe, you know, fringe first round sort of a draft pick because it's not a sexy position, man, but these linebackers go in the NFL. I mean, Jack Campbell wasn't supposed to go at 18 and he, he went there. So we see he these was guys. supposed to go. <laughs> well, Okay. <laughs> we see these guys get drafted because it's it, to be honest, it's like why pay one of these players when you can draft a guy, get 4 or 5 years out of them for similar production and then, you know, it's kind of one of those things just like running back. So uh we'll see what happens with Cedric Ray, but I was very excited by his 2022 film. What do you think about his coverage? Cuz we talked about Eichenberg, he's a little rough in coverage. Yeah. Uh I think it's I think it's a little hit or miss with Cedric Ray. I think he does have, I mean, he shows an ability to read a quarterback's eyes to work the middle of the field in terms of zone coverage. I mean, he had a couple of picks last year as well and a few past breakups in there too, but it's not something that I would say is like a strong area of his game. Like, I mean, if we look at PFF, he's got a 71.4 grade, which is fine. That's that's fine. Eichenberg was around a 75 as well. So you're talking about guys who are adequate in coverage, but it's not a, a huge part of their game. Yeah, yeah. He was targeted 68 times, uh, allowed uh, 278 yards after catch, 432 total yards, um, and a 94 passer rating which is okay i mean it's not fantastic but that's what happens when you're you know 
getting 115 tackles in a season is you're you're going downhill and a lot of your job is read run first and then pass secondary and you get it popped over your head every once in a while so i i wasn't too concerned with it either but uh yeah i'm I'm excited to dive back into cedric gray north carolina man thanks for reminding me i got you it'd be another fun team to watch this year on both sides of the ball so right Okay, we are on number two. We are. We must have. We must have the same top two. I, I hope so. Give me your number two player in this class. My number two player is Jeremiah Trotter Jr., son of an NFL player, Jeremiah Trotter, a linebacker out of Clemson. He was a five-star recruit. He was the number twelve overall recruit. In his class, that's not true. He's the number 44 overall recruit, and he's a four-star recruit because uh, I shouldn't be doing this, you know, <laughs> I, again. <laughs> uh, but Trotter Jr., I don't know where Clemson's getting these guys. Year after year, it's just like, oh, hey, their middle linebacker's the freakiest person in football because Trotter has closing speed for days. He's good in coverage I, I liked what i saw of him in coverage uh he has a 89 coverage grade versus the last two guys we talked about had a 71 and a 75 he only allowed uh 124 yards in coverage only was targeted 22 times uh he has a very high motor i mean this guy's six foot 230 so he's not huge he's not like you know, hybrid range safety linebacker guy. He is a linebacker, uh, but he is a little small, but he makes up for it with his speed, his motor, he flows. I mean, he has great eyes, which helps him in coverage. And then, I mean, everywhere it obviously helps him. But when it comes to him identifying what he needs to do in a split second, it, it seems like he is firing quickly. So, where do you have him higher or do you have him here? Do we have what, what's going on here? I have him at number two as well. Okay. And I mean, so you mentioned, you know, Clemson with these linebackers seemingly every year. Last year with Trenton Simpson, I think, you know, he comes in at, I think, IDP three or four for me last year when it was all said and done. But this is not the same level of talent here when we're talking about a Clemson linebacker being a highly ranked IDP. This is a, for me, this was a bona fide LB one type of a player. This is the sort of player that you get excited about taking uh high in a rookie draft in, in I with, with IDP because he really was a do it all player from what I watched on film. I mean, obviously he has the NFL pedigree. This is obviously the son of Jeremiah Trotter, you know, legendary linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. You can see that he has that in his game. It's very nuanced. It's very developed already. Um, and all areas, like you said, I mean, coverage ability, I thought was excellent. I mean, he just, he's such a good athlete. It's so easy for him to move side to side and get himself into positions. He knows where to be in terms of zone coverage. He knows how to read a quarterback's eyes to get himself into passing lanes. 
so I thought that part of his game was was excellent. But then you talk about what he can do in terms of you know getting downhill, getting to the ball carrier. I mean, he's got all of that as well. He's got pass rushing upside. You see this player, despite the, you know, we can talk about the size, quote unquote, concerns, maybe Uh, he shows an ability to get off of blocks. Well, I mean, against bigger players, against tackles, even he's getting off of those blocks. He's getting to the quarterback. Closing speed is very good. I mean, he can easily put pressure on the quarterback, especially when you're talking about stunts. He has a very natural feel for waiting for that lane to open up and then bursting to the quarterback. Um, And the instincts are just phenomenal. I mean, he is always where he needs to be in all phases of the game. We talk about the passing game, but also in terms of reading plays to be diagnosing plays and getting where he needs to be. I thought everything about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. was excellent. And the only thing that you're going to hear about, I think, is the size. And we talked about how the linebacker position has changed dramatically. And I'm almost like we're almost getting to a point where six foot 230, which is what he's listed at. Let's assume that he is true to that listing. He's not smaller than that. If he is smaller than that, then it's, you know, we're talking about, you know, getting into that sort of a territory. But even then, we see players that are operating at an elite level in the NFL right now that are at or even slightly below the size that he's listed at here at six foot 230. I mean, Nick Bolton is the latest example of this where he's a player that is 5'10", falls to the second round of the NFL draft and still shows you why he is a dominant player because of his instincts and his tackling ability. Um, So, I mean, I'm not worried about the size. I'm really not. He's, it's not us. It's not the same game. And this is a player that almost fits the new style of linebacker perfectly with his athleticism and his abilities uh, in all phases of the game. So, very exciting player this is not like last year in terms of you know we're fishing for a linebacker this is the linebacker of this class yep 100 percent agree i mean that i would like to see him put on some more weight because i feel like that would do him a little bit of service and let's not forget here i mean this is a young player yeah. as well i mean he will be drafted at the age of 21 Yep. So he's a young guy. There's time for physical maturation here. It can happen. So Yep. And he'll be he'll be walking into the LB one role and the, the fabled LB one role of the Clemson defense. And uh, that it'll be nice to see what kind of stats he puts together total because I mean last year it was it was okay, you know, it was so so, but I think you know, seeing that he had 60 tackles, six sacks, you know, 23 pressures, it's it's nice. And it's just a look at what we could see next year. So, And these Clemson guys, like, I mean, even when you look back, like the stats usually aren't – they're usually not great with these Clemson defenders. There's a lot of rotation. There's a lot of guys kind of in certain roles and certain – I mean, 
honestly, I think, you know, 60 tackles and you're talking about a guy that's in a room with, you know, an NFL linebacker and Trenton Simpson and another pretty good linebacker who we could talk about probably in honorable mentions in a little bit. But there's a lot of talent in that room, and he stood out even amongst that group already as a, as a second-year player. So I thought, yeah, I mean, I mean th- plus, this could be a special year. Plus two NFL players at the point of attack in Brian yes. Percy and Miles Murphy. So They're all over on that defense, man, and he, and he stood out. Yep. All right. That leaves one player, and I am so happy that we both landed here, I'm going to assume, number one player, Jared Verse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, You made me nervous. There's a lot of build up <laughs> there. I was like, what if it's not? I mean, I – It's yeah. got to be. Florida State, you talk about how many times we've talked about Florida State through the offensive side of this with a quarterback, with a running back, wide receiver – now we're talking about the best defensive player in this class, in my opinion, in Jared Verse as an edge defender. First of all, before we even talk about who this player is, we have to talk about where he comes from because this is one of the most insane stories I've ever heard in football. Did, did, you, did you look into his background? I, I just know that he was unranked, uh, that he went to Albany, and then he transferred into Florida State. Yep. Uh, please. that That's it. I mean, yeah. that's really it. He This is a player that had no recruiting profile. He had no recruiting pedigree at all. He ends at the FCS level at Albany, and there is an amazing feature that was written before last season, in spring of 2022, on ESPN, I encourage anybody to look this story up because it is amazing. It's on ESPN. It was written by Andrea Adelson. This guy, to get from where he was and for his coaches at Albany to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> what the hell did we just stumble upon here? Who is this guy? And obviously, that, you know, he has a dominant season at Albany opens up a can of worms where uh, is he was at Albany for two years. Year one was more of a red shirt year because he didn't have any sort of pass rush game at all. His first real year there was dominant. I mean, he had 36 pressures. He had uh, seven sacks, 13 hits. I mean, he was excellent. And that opens him up to a whole new world where he's getting recruited in the portal by Huge programs. I mean, all across the country, teams knew what what this guy was. Florida State wins the transfer battle, and that article comes with a caveat where she says, we can't expect that he'll look this way in his first year in FBS action. Like, you know, they they bring up Jermaine Johnson as a success story from the portal, f- first-round NFL draft pick. It was like, well, we can't expect him to look quite like that, but he could look pretty good. And Jared Verse goes on to have an absolutely dominant first season at the FBS level. 36 pressures, 9 sacks. He had a pass rush win rate over 22%. I mean, 
this guy is unbelievable. Tell me what you saw on Jared versus Tate. I saw a pass rush repertoire, which nobody else in this class has. I I mean, just as a list of things that I saw, the, he has strong hands. I mean, he, he's 6'4", 253, so he, him, and, him and Chop Robinson are pretty similar in size, but it is night and day watching the two of them. I mean, he has a swim move, he has a chop move, he has a hand shuck, he has a push-pull swim move, and a bull rush. I mean... If this guy gets his hands on you first, it's almost always over. Like, it's incredible the the amount of times he can get a tackle off balance and push the pocket. I mean, he just he's making quarterbacks move on a regular basis because of the disruption that he's causing to their pass blocking sets. So, I mean. It, it was it was incredible watching him after watching the other guys because you're looking for the upside in the other guys' games, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's the flash. And verse, it's like all the time. You're seeing him go and go and go, and it's like every single passing snap. Like the, 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 rush, the run defense stuff is iffy, but the pass rush is – second to none in this class and I, I didn't think it was close at all I mean he's got a full set of moves and it's a combination of power and finesse uh, I mean there's not a ton of finesse there's not like the bend is again so so but everything else that he's doing and the hand fighting and the handwork that he's doing is exceptional yep 100 percent. I mean they're Part of the reason that you talk about the story, about who this player is, where does he come from, you're talking about a guy who, you know, four years ago wasn't anything. And this is easily, easily the most developed pass rusher in this class, bar none. You talked about it with his arsenal of pass rush moves already as a player that is still honing his ability at the position. I mean, it's shocking what he can do. And I mean, you talk about power. The LSU game from last year, which was the second game on their schedule, but it was the week one game that everybody was tuned into. It was one of the most dominant pass rush performances that I've ever seen in my life. He was game wrecking from the edge. I mean, you want to talk about just speed to power. Yeah. The way that he can convert speed to power, there was multiple moments where he just threw the offensive tackle, like to the ground, like, burst get my hands on their chest and they go flying like they're freaking running backs trying to pass block i i can't even say that i've seen that very often ever in all of football i mean you talk about guys 
that get their hands on somebody that are you know 300 pound dudes sec tackles and they just send them flying yeah and i was like oh we're in for something here mm-hmm. <laughs> like the amount of times i wrote you know the power the power speed to power i mean just over and over again but like you said it's it's so much more than that he has all the moves he's got the rip he's got you know the shock like you said the handwork is just phenomenal everything he brings to the fight with the tackle is just calculated it's phenomenal work that he does and his get off speed is tantalizing yeah. like his ability to burst from a three-point stance into I am already in the backfield is like you you can't even blink or, or you're going to miss it. So I I just couldn't wait to talk about him. I was amazed by everything I saw. I was shocked, even more shocked that he didn't come out last year after seeing this because, I mean, we obviously had Will Anderson last year, but, I mean, this guy would have been edge two easily last year in my opinion and i mean i think he should easily be edge one this year i think he has potential to be the first defensive player off the board and i think he should be the first defensive player off the board i think he should easily be the first defensive player off the board i mean if he puts together a season like this even if there is not a ton of improvement i think that he very well could be the first defensive player off the board if we see more polish out of him i mean it's over like the book yeah. top five because that that's where we should go I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna mention some of the cons because you know we're going so hard go on for pros it because yep. but there's not a lot of them i can tell you that but some issues i had is he gets upright a little too often he gets there quick there the times where he's not low and using all his power He'll get high and then get pushed back. Uh, he is very aggressive, but it causes him to lose a little of his pass rush lane integrity and allows the the quarterback to get out of the pocket and roll to his side every once in a while. Uh, he can get a little lost in the read option game when they pick on him because they'll, they'll go his side, leave him unblocked, and he'll be guessing. And he, You see it a few times where he'll get you know, in that LSU game, Jaden Daniels got him yep. once or twice uh, on that, and then the tackling—he misses—he misses tackles. Twenty-seven uh, percent miss tackle rate is not good. So clean that up, and I mean, if he's had more to the pass rush, it's going to be to book a top five. Yep, hundred percent agree. He plays like a maniac, for better or for worse. Yep, he is like. One of the most insane football players I've ever seen, just with how quickly and how suddenly he moves, but it does, like you say, get him into trouble occasionally. That shows up both in you get into the backfield, you got to secure the tackle, you got to get your hands on the guy, you got to get him down, you got to get on the quarterback if that's where you're, you know, you get back there, but you got to finish. And then also, like you said, I mean, kind of getting outside of himself sometimes. And losing, you know, losing the rep just based on that alone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he is unsurprisingly a bit raw in in numerous areas of his game. But 
for a player that is at this point in their football journey and looking like this yeah. as a pass rusher, it is freakish. I mean, you, the sky, the sky is like truly the limit. I mean, this is this is a special player for me. Yeah, I'm I'm so so hyped. I mean, you talked about UNC being excited, exciting on both sides of the ball. I mean, Florida State. Florida State is is must watch TV this year, no doubt about it. I mean, you got to watch every Florida State game with yeah. with what they with the talent that they have this year. It's it's crazy. Uh, well, there it is. That's the top five in the defensive side. Yeah, we could talk about some honorable mentions here. Want to make sure we uh, include all position groups here. Uh, let's start with edge. Were there any edge players that didn't make your cut that you feel inclined to mention here? So JT Tuomalu is my honorable mention edge that I'd like to highlight. He was the number two recruit in his class. Uh, number one DN, obviously. Uh, and I, it's just the tape was uninspiring. I wanted. I went in and I was hoping to see more, and you see that that Penn State game that he had last year that was like, oh, this is unbelievable. But that watching it back is more of a Sean Clifford disaster class than like a Tuamalu uh, shocker. Like, oh my god, this is so good. So, uh, I I wanted to like him more, but it just it, it wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, we that that Penn State game obviously was huge. We we talked about it even on the show last yep. year like this oh, look out for next year with JT. Uh I came away with the same same reaction from the 2022 film. I think there's a lot of room for him to grow this year. And I think we can expect to see growth certainly from him this season. Um I think he'll be in this sort of, you know, back half of the top five to into that six, seven range in terms of IDPs in this class when it's all said and done. Uh, but he's not there right now. And so we're going to need to see, we're going to need to see that growth out of him this season for sure. Cause he certainly has the pedigree. Like you said, we expect this level of an athlete to be able to uh, develop into a first round pass rusher. We need to see him take those steps this season. Yep. 100% agree. Um, and that was, I mean, that was the edge that I was going to talk about here as well. Um, in terms of linebackers, um, the guy that I wanted to mention is Barrett Carter, who I brought up uh, adjacently earlier when we talked about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. This is the other Clemson linebacker. Um, now, this is more of that. Clemson hybrid player. He comes yep. in at 61225 and he's a player that's very athletic. Uh I believe Shocking. he was a former five-star recruit. <laughs> so um yeah, five-star recruit in 2021, 17th overall player in the class. Good in coverage, good moving downhill. He just missed the cut for me on this list. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to what is he going to be? Because we keep doing this with these Clemson players and it gets to a point where you kind of have to be something 
for me to get very invested in you from an IDP perspective because these guys, whether or not they're making it in the NFL, they're not usually fantasy stars. So Carter is a player that has the athletic ability and he does have the football ability. The tape last year was pretty good, but I need to see what he's going to be at the NFL level before I'm comfortable putting him in the top five. Yep. He's my honorable mention linebacker as well. I was sitting here and I'm like, I, I love you as a player, but sorry, I can't do it again. I, I just can't sit here and, oh, hopefully he gets DB eligibility, you know? Right. So well, Especially when there's really strong linebackers in this yes. class this year. Yep. So I, I like him, and, I mean, if he has, like, a freakish year next year, we can talk about it. Uh, yep. But we're, he's a TBD kind of guy for me. Yep. Definitely keeping our eyes on DBs. We made it. Um, Are there any that stood out to you in terms of what we're waiting for? I mean, I, I have one name. I'd love to hear it because I, I was not inspired. Yeah. I, I, I once again, I mean, like last year, I thought was a pretty weak DB class in terms, especially in terms of IDP purposes. That is, I'm not necessarily encouraged by the 2024 group that I looked at. Um, the only player that did jump out a little bit to me was Tyler Newbin from Minnesota because he is definitely that box style safety that can get downhill quickly. And he loves to hit this guy lays the lumber and he doesn't feel bad about it. Uh, was Trey Palmer number three at Nebraska last year? Yes. He made (laughs) Trey Palmer hate his life over like a few plays, (laughs) a few plays span. He smoked him going across the middle on a uncatchable ball. It was a clean hit. He smoked him. Palmer's laying on the ground, rolling around. Next play, smokes him again, and he's rolling around again. So it's like, I don't know. That was just funny because Trey Palmer, legend of the program. But uh, Newbin, interesting profile. A guy that I'm curious in terms of his, you know, what is he in the NFL draft? That's obviously what dictates a lot of this with IDPs is where are these guys going? Um, but I liked Newbin's game in terms of IDP potential. The The only guy that I was like, oh, okay, was James Williams out of Miami. Okay. Uh, so he's 6'5", 215, mm-hmm. and he's strong safety. Uh, had 53 tackles last year, and – I mean, again, we're looking for a downhill guy. We're looking for a hitter. And, I mean, this is a big guy that plays violent football. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty solid in coverage. Not a lot gets over the top of him. He's not the quickest guy. But uh, I'm interested to see if you can take this this frame and turn him into, like, a real NFL safety and see what that looks like because, I mean, the guy's huge. So I I would like to see him be a, a fun, you know, day two prospect with upside that can get down and be violent because that, that's a fun kind of safety. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, that is summer scouting for the 2024 rookie class. Uh, we have talked about a lot of players already, and it is not even August yet for us. It will be August by the time you're hearing this, and we are in the month that college football will begin, and this stuff will all start to get very, very real. Summer scouting was a fun way to get familiarized with this class, to look forward to the 2024 campers and the rookie class that's incoming. Um, but there is a lot of story yet to be told for these players in the 2023 season. So uh, I'm very excited, especially now, to get to this season and to watch these guys in action. Um, but we are going to keep this thing moving right along, Colin. We are not stopping next week. I mentioned this last week. We will be taking a holistic view at this class following our five weeks of summer scouting, and we will be doing a way too early 2024 Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft where we will put all of these players together and try to figure out what the class will look like in mock draft format. How early is too early, you might ask. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it's never too early, damn it. Almost an entire year <laughs> from when these players will be drafted onto Dynasty teams for most people. Yeah. But Some people probably are like, we haven't even done our 2023 draft yet. <laughs> yeah. Rookie rookie pictures are still like filing in on Sleeper for 2023. Right. Uh, I don't care. You know what? Get I'm excited. Program, I'm excited about these players. We've ranked the top fives of every position group. We've t ranked the top five IDPs. It's time, man. It's At, time, man. Sick of waiting. We already had this conversation last week about we basically gave away our whole top five last week. So yep. uh, if you wanted some spoilers, you can go back to the tight end episode. But uh, if not, tune in next week, and we'll, we'll give you the full experience live on camera. Hell yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we've ranked 25 players already. That's two full rounds of players and a lot of honorable mentions in there. So I'm excited to see how it shapes up and how high Brock Bowers goes. I think it's going to be pretty damn high. I think it's going to be pretty <laughs> so, high. Um, we will get there next week. But if you enjoyed our IDP discussion this week. Be sure to find us on Twitter at camp underscore dynasty and TikTok at camp dot dynasty. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel where video feeds of the pods are going up every single week. And of course, if you enjoyed also subscribe, like rate review, share the podcast. We very much appreciate that and with that colin Re repost it on x no see i'm not doing the x thing no i'm i will never call it x i don't care how much they try to make me i'm never doing it it's always going to be twitter and it's always going to be tweeting <laughs> yeah so repost on x uh like it on x but threads though maybe threads, threads. <laughs> maybe maybe we can make it a, i can't believe I don't want to get on the whole thing about this, but I can't believe we made it to, you know, the Twitter has turned to X and turned into a complete, you know, circus. 
and threads is right there we just everybody just needs to go over there we're and so it, close it's hard to to move an entire you know 12 year <laughs> social media project over to a new social media but i encourage you guys to do it i i really do you know what i'm gonna make a pledge to start posting 2024 you know dynasty rookie content on threads so we're camp dynasty is joining threads tonight so find us on threads is what i'm hearing yeah it's camp at camp underscore dynasty on threads boom there it is all right well we're in the process of expanding our horizons we're in the process of finalizing our 2024 dynasty rookie rankings for the summertime it's exciting times around camp dynasty and we thank you for stopping by this week we'll see you next week